Welcome to the Pretty Powerful Podcast, where powerful women are interviewed every week to share real inspiring stories and incredible insight to help women or anyone break the barriers, be a part of innovation, shatter the glass ceiling, and dominate to the top of their sport, industry, or life's mission. Join us as we celebrate exceptional women and step into our power. And now, here's your host, Angela Gennari. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Angela Gennari with the Pretty Powerful Podcast, and I'm sitting here today with Miss Sally Gimmon. How are you, Sally? I'm doing excellent. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to talk to you. Great. Um, so I will introduce Sally. Sally Sally is uh she's got a really unique niche here and I'm I'm really excited to learn more about it. Sally was motivated to become a real estate investor when her mom became sick in October 2018. Sally was 53 and needed to make a change in her life quickly. She has been an insurance agent for 20 years and has used her experience to make positive changes. Now she shares her weekly her information weekly in her real estate group, Win Win Women TV. In July 2020, she bought a bank-owned property for $20,000 that would go to auction for $50,000 when COVID restrictions lifted. She knew her capital gains would be $7,140 and researched how the rich paid so little in taxes. This led her to find the business and beneficial spendthrift trusts. So Sally, I am dying to hear all about this because this is just completely foreign to me. I have no idea um, what these are. And it's exciting that you're talking about, you know, taxes, especially as we're going into, you know, tax season coming up. And so, so let's get started. So tell me, you spent 20 years in, in insurance Correct. and then decided to do real estate investing. And, and I love the, the pivot, especially, I mean, your timing couldn't have been better, really. <laughs> it's so, true. Your timing could not have been better. So when you bought your first property for $20,000, did you renovate it or were you just was the plan to just flip it in an auction? Quite honestly, it was not my first property. I had quite a few other properties. Okay. Um, this was one of the, this was my second property I paid with my own money. Um, I originally got involved with real estate investing by self-directing my uh, Roth IRA and also my traditional IRA. Um, thank God in my real estate group, they discussed that, but I was making good money. It was a deal of the week. Um, who knew how long COVID would happen, but it mm. was a four-bedroom, four one-bath house in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Uh, the bank had held it for three years, and they wow. said, you know, we need the cash now to do other things, but we won't put your name on the house until auction. So that was July of 2020. It went to auction August 28th, 2021. So I had to hold it for 13 months. Wow. Okay. Um, so, you know, it was going to be a great deal. I'm like, $30,000? I, I like that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was going through you know, uh, researching this. And um, to be honest, I was talking to my father. My brother has his own brewery. Um, I don't like beer, but he wins a lot of medals. I have a sister-in-law who runs her own business. I have some online businesses. My dad was looking at what I was doing with real estate. And he's just like, hey, let's, let's uh, get the entire family started. In my real estate group, I don't know if you've ever heard of a gentleman named Garrett Gunderson. I didn't he, know. he wrote a book called What the Rockefellers Do. He had to change the title. It's now called What the Billionaires Do. And on my Monday evening, um, I do a Monday evening, uh, 8 p.m. East Coast time uh, Zoom, and I can give the copy there. It talks about the Rockefellers Trust. It's seven generations old. It's got over 400 people in it. And wow. this is how they save taxes. 
Um, I don't want to get political. There's some other political people doing this. But um, if you know a real estate investor, Grant Cardone, mm-hmm. he yep. only tells his people who spend $100,000 with him every year. And he sells the exact same trust for $50,000. I'm like, oh, that's just not fair. I don't have wow. that kind of money. So back in July, my background um, real estate, uh, was insurance and also company of intelligence. I found a law firm in uh, Dallas, a private law firm, and they sell the trust. I became an agent of theirs. So I do sell on behalf of the, tr- of the law firm. It is patented. It is in the tax code 643B. So it is legal. And just to give you a little bit of history, it comes from England when King Henry VIII started the Church of England. So the, hmm. some of these trusts are over uh, 300 years old here in the United States. I w- I'm teaching the class. I had a mastermind in my real estate class. And one of my friends, a retired preacher from New Hampshire who moved to uh, Phoenix, sat in on my class. True story. On Super Bowl Sunday, 2021, the fourth time he went to the house, he found the grown daughter of the gentleman who had passed away. They stopped the auction. The auction was going to be March 1st, 2021. Wow. He wholesaled the house for $50,000. He knew about capital gains, didn't do anything about it. And when he did his taxes, he postponed his taxes until July of 2022. He's now driving Uber six nights a week because he has a $990 tax bill every single month. And he's like, Sally, please tell people about this. I, I, I want to be your poster child for things not to do. And, you know, right. I really feel... The average person getting in my real estate group, not not to make fun of people, it's a 54-year-old man trying to save money for retirement. So many people are drowning in retirement, not saving enough money for retirement. And then they're getting these crazy tax bills because no one's telling the truth. And, you know, my goal, thank you for having me on here, Angela, is to tell people, you know, this is, yes, it costs money, but this is something to know about, maybe not today, but maybe two years from now. Maybe you're gonna look at this in four months from now. And you know, with with my with what I have for my family, my two brothers are in it, my two sister-in-laws are in it, and I have seven nieces and nephews. And you know, I'm trying all of them for Christmas, I gave them silver coins. So they now have a stake in the trust so they can start saving money. It doesn't help people who have W-2 income, but it does the business trust helps 1099 income. And the uh, beneficial trust helps any investor. I don't care real estate, crypto, crypto mining, um, stock market, options, anything like that. So again, I'm sorry, I'm talking so much, but I, I really think people should know this. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about this because I'm curious. So a real estate trust, because I know people can just set up a trust, right? You can, you can set up your own trust, put your house in your trust. And, and that way, if anything unfortunate happens, if you pass away suddenly and you don't have a will, everything is in the trust, the trust owns everything, right? So you personally don't own anything. Um, And I know that people have done this in the past and, and it's, you know, for legal reasons, for tax reasons, for, you know, a plethora of reasons, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, generational wealth, you know, just passing things down from generation to generation and combining resources and combining wealth. I mean, there's just a there's a lot of different aspects of having a trust that makes sense. So so these trusts um, are something that you buy into and it's a bigger trust. It's not a family right. trust. Is Correct. that what I'm getting? What, what you're discussing, exactly what my parents had. And if you watch PBS, Susie Orman talks about this. 97% of the trusts out there are what's just avoid going to court or probate. Right. When the person passes away, like my, my dad passed away in November 2021. 
uh, when I do his 2022 taxes, that trust ends. I have to divide all the money up between my two brothers and I. I get one more share of the stock because we can't do it equally. They're like, that's not fair. I'm like, you need to deal with everything. But that's what 97% of the trusts are out there. This trust, again, um, is based, uh, you know, I keep going back to the Rockefellers. Nelson Rockefeller's famous quote, own nothing, control everything. So the, my trust owns my car. Um, if I haven't, not saying this would happen, but if I had an accident, one, one of my one of my clients, two story, he has a hundred doors in Chicago, has one of those big, huge RVs that, you know, you need a bus license for. He, he couldn't slow down for an accident over the summer in August. He hit the car in front of him, hit the car and hit two more cars. You know, his trust owns the RV. He had, uh, I guess, car insurance, RV insurance. He paid. He paid for the pro uh, for the property damage, and the woman he hit who got squished. She's like, "I'm going to sue you for everything you have." The, the these two trusts, the business trust and the beneficial trust. Number one saves you on federal taxes. Mm -hmm. Number two saves your in information, keeps it completely private, so nobody knows what you're up to. And number three keeps you from being sued. Mm -hmm. His trust paid for the property, but they could not go after his hundred doors in Chicago. I mean, not not to make you know make fun of uh, Patrick. But he, he's worth quite a bit of money. And, you know, he's just like, if I didn't have what he had, what you're talking about, he had a family trust or a regular trust, they would be able to find, if he had a good lawyer, go after the LLCs and go after what was in the LLCs. The, um, the trust I'm talking about, the Spendthrift Trust, does not own any LLCs. Um, I gave up four different LLCs and put all my property in there. Um, it's... The more I use it, the more money I save. And, you know, I, I'm not trying to rip off the federal government at all. I I, I served in the Peace Corps for two years. My brother was an, uh, a federal employee for 20 years. But the first page of uh, the tax code says it's up to every individual to uh, figure out their own taxes. You know, right. you know, if Grant Cardone can get away with it, if the Rockefellers can get away with it, why can't you and I also take part in this, too? Right, right, right. Yeah, it's um I always have this discussion with my accountant every year because I always when he when he tells me how much I have to owe in taxes um because of my business, <laughs> I'm like, why? Why do I have to owe so much in taxes? Amazon is not paying this much in taxes and neither is Apple. <laughs> Just to give you an idea, my brother's brewery, at the same time that you know he was opening up the brewery, mm -hmm. all the you talked about Amazon and that um I'm going to get in trouble for talking about this, but BMW was going between North Carolina and South Carolina, oh, uh, right. uh, uh, fighting with both states and to get the best tax rates, get the sure. free land, get this. And he's like, how come I'm not getting the breaks that BMW gets? And I'm like, right, because you're a small, you know, I, I don't want to say small brewery. He makes a lot of money, but you know, it, there's, there's different echelons for different oh, yeah. levels. And yeah. I'm trying to, um, equal the pl uh, playing field for people to find out you know again this is more information you know if people want to go forward they can always reach out to me but just letting me get the word out to people because with it being tax season with the beneficial trust it's going to defer capital gains short term and long term it's going to defer interest income dividend income your rent roll taxes and royalties i mm -hmm. one of my one of my clients is an artist who sells nfts online i didn't know there was so much money in it but She's selling artwork for a thousand dollars a piece, and she's like, "You're going to save me so much money on my 2022 taxes now." Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, what are, what is the difference? You mentioned one is for 1099 and one is for 
business Correct. or personal or how to tell me the difference between mm -hmm. the two. The business trust is for 1099 income. Um, I, I have uh, three online businesses I work with. And then uh, the beneficial trust is for any investment. So I don't care if it's real estate, if you uh, wholesale it, if you fix and flip it, if you hold it for short term or long term, crypto mining, if you uh, have crypto coins, you get uh, you get charged moving your crypto coins from your wallet to your, uh, you know, from your wallet onto, let's say, Coinbase, or if you want to sell coins. Uh, mm -hmm. What my, I, I took a course and my um, instructor, he told me the story. Now I talked, I talked in front of his group three times. Uh, he got involved with crypto, crypto back in 2012. In 2016, he sold three of his crypto coins and bought a nice house in New Jersey with a pool. At the time, his kids were seven and five. They bought it in June, had a great summer in the pool. And he said the worst conversation was he had to sit down in April afterwards and tell his two sons, I have, we have to sell the house to pay capital gains. And the seven-year-old says, Daddy, why do you hate me so much? And he's oh, just like, oh. And he's like, and you know, no offense to Paul. Paul's like, no one told me when I bought crypto at 600 and I sold it at $4,000, how much, you know, the capital gains on that would be. And he sold, you know, several coins to do that. And, you know, I, I'm not, most people don't know about this. And uh, the people who I talk to, I, I do a lot of Zooms and like, oh, like, like somebody yesterday, she started real estate investing in 2014 and it took mm -hmm. her seven years to pay off her capital. She sold a piece of property for $20,000. She thought she was wonderful. It took her seven years to pay off that property. And she's like, I stopped investing in real estate till I paid it off. And she goes, I lost so much time doing this. Mm -hmm. So again, this is why I want to talk to as many people as possible. Yeah, it's, I agree. And it's something that um, I think people just need to be more aware of is, right. you know, the benefits of having a trust in, in your name or, or in your family name or whatever it is. Um, so is that with, so with a regular trust, you're saying a regular trust, a family trust um, expires when, um somebody when you die the, correct what 97 percent of the trusts out there are mm -hmm. what is called revocable individual trusts uh, my mom and dad had both of them were the trustees my mom died first my my dad died second with the trust i talk about the full name just I, it is a big mouthful so i have to apologize it's irrevocable it goes from generation to generation it's complex it can hold money from month to month year to year decade to decade it's uh, discretionary. The whoever is a trustee can make the rules. Mm. On grantor, the per um, if you decide to set up a trust, you're going to either choose somebody or use the law firm I work with. They're going to sign up for the trust. You'll need their social security number, and then they'll sign away. When I set up the two business and the beneficial trust, I use a family friend, Roy. He was 87 years old. Knew me before I was born. I shouldn't have used them. He had to sign his name 17 times and he had arthritis, arthritis of the hand. Oh, jeez. This is I'm like, I'm so sorry, Roy. And he, and, you know, it got worse and worse, but you know, he, he knows what the name is, but he has no idea what's put into the trust. Mm -hmm. And then Spendthrift. <laughs> um, the Supreme Court has gone, has gone, it, it's gone in front of the Supreme Court twice to say a uh, Spendthrift uh, trust can enter any legal entity at any time. I mean, this is contract law which is, you know, once you have a contract, it can't be broken. What you have with your LLC, your S Corp, your C Corp, that's statutory law that can be changed at any time. So again, this is a a, a vault uh, uh, that things can't happen in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, personally, it, what I go through on Monday nights, 
I'm not trying to say I'm wonderful, but I've saved over $60,000 in capital gains in 18 months just doing the real estate I'm doing. And I'm, I'm not huge. I, I, I wholesale houses. So Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So how did you find out about all of these trusts? Because this is a, a I know that you were, you're looking for um, ways to do it. And then, and then the book about Rockefellers came along and I actually, funny enough, just re- um, watched a documentary on the Rockefellers and oh, the wow. trust was brought up several times during that documentary. Yes. Yeah. So um, yes, the generations um, still continue to live off of it. I mean, some have squandered a bit of it, but, um, but yeah, so it's, it's fascinating. Well, I, I, I'm just, you're, you're in Atlanta. I don't know if you get the uh, commercials for it, for the Biltmore Estate, this beautiful oh, right. yep. estate. Mm-hmm. That I is the times. Vanderbilt Estate. You know, uh, Anderson Cooper, who's on CNN, right. his family lost all their money. And well, we keep joking, we're going to have Christmas at the Biltmore Estate one year. So, you know, because it's <laughs> beautiful commercials. But this is, yeah. it, um, it, exactly, the Rockefellers keep this very secret. Um, I, I don't mean to throw Grant Cardone on, under a bus, I was researching things. Uh, one of the books I read, I, please don't go down this rabbit hole, but The Creature from Jekyll Island. I don't know if you've ever heard, ever heard of that book. No. Being in Georgia, mm-hmm. Jekyll, you know, Jekyll yeah, Island. Yeah, I'm familiar uh, with Jekyll. Island. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's how the Federal Reserve was set up. Oh, it's a, interesting. Federal Reserve is a very quasi-secretive uh, situation. And, you know, I, I found a video where Grant Cardone does mention that he doesn't tell people about the trust, that, you know, let's say you're looking at a property in Atlanta and you're only going to make 4% on it. And you're like, Hmm, that's really skinny for me. You know, it's not enough uh, uh, rate of return on, on the investment. He knows if he goes in and, uh, against you, he knows he's going to make over 27% rate of return on the investment. So he can do more real estate than you can. If you don't know this, I'm like, that's not fair. You know, yeah. you know, the, one of my favorite books, since we talk about books, um, it's an old book by Wallace D. Waddles. The Science of Getting Rich, uh-huh. his his entire philosophy is there's plenty out there. You do yeah. what you do. I do what I do. But everyone should help everyone. And I yeah. really, that's one of the reasons I wanted to get on your podcast, Angela, just to tell people, here's a way to save some money. Um, one of my friends from, uh, he's, he's living up in uh, Ohio. Both his parents uh, died during COVID, unfortunately. Wow. He inherited their their stock portfolio. And he's just like, wow, I didn't know my dad had so many shares. And he got hit with a huge tax bill for 2021 because he wasn't aware that you know, when he got takes the dividends from the stock portfolio, he had to pay this. And he's just like, I I, I need this trust. And you know, mm-hmm. it's it's weird things like that that people don't find out until it's too late. And then you know, once you do pay for the trust, you never have to worry about that again. We, um, when you do sign up for the trust, we uh, we have a team to help you set everything up, and then we have uh, CPAs. You can work with them, or they will teach your CPA on how to do things. And you know, again, I just want to get word out there because tax season is coming, and a, a, a friends of mine from college, uh, Mary, uh, I knew Roger in college. They had a house back in, they bought the house in um, Tampa Bay back mm-hmm. in, let's say, 2001. Yeah. They sold the house. Um, he got transferred up to Ohio. When you sell a house, usually you don't have to worry about things because when you're a couple, you can, you can uh, defer $500,000 in capital gains. Right. They bought a house for $130,000 and sold it for $1.2 million. Wow. Like, 
we, you know, beautiful. It's right on the water. It's beautiful. And he's just like, we, we can't do, there's a 1031 exchange, but he had to, you know, find another house in Columbus. He's like, I don't need a mansion with 20 rooms. I just, you know, it's, uh, they don't have any kids. They have two dogs. And like, we need, you know, an office space and things like this. So that, that's one of the reasons they got the trust because there was too much money. I, I don't know if the real estate market's still that hot, but they right. sold it at a great time. So, yes. Wow, that's fascinating. Well, tell me, um, you, you talk about this uh, circle of wealth, this five right. steps to do um, uh, for the circle of wealth. So tell me what that is. Um, this is something I just started to work with. I, I, I've got my North Carolina uh, nonprofit. I'm waiting to get my federal nonprofit. Um, we were talking about uh, when everything shut down for COVID. Right. When I first got involved with uh, real estate, I was in what's called a note. So I'm the mortgage on the house. And April April 1st, 2020, all of a sudden where I was going to get $2,500 from four, uh, three different homes that I, I, I had the note on the house, right. everything dried up. I'm like, uh -huh. yikes. So a friend of mine, because I don't want to throw her into the uh, bus, but uh, Veronica said, I, you know, I'm involved with, um, I don't know if, uh, if you remember the fires of 2016, uh, Christmas fires of 2016 in Tennessee, Dolly Parton was giving uh, oh, right. $1,500 to people. Right. There's an IRS code to help people. Um, I give you $15,000. You don't have to report it. I don't have to report it. Right. So uh, what we got involved with was a $100 board and many people weren't interested in it. Veronica came to me back in July and said, I've got a $10 board and you know, I'm not saying you have to do this, but when you do go out to learn with Sally Marie, there's a circle of wealth and it's $10. Uh, you gift somebody else because I've got my three recruits. And then um, you, you get only have to do one gift of $10, three recruits, and it walks you through. The first board, when you get done with the four levels, you're at $7,500 tax-free in your pocket or in your bank account. And then on the second board, when you go through, because it uh, puts a zero at the end, you'll have over 72000 it is life-changing. Um, one of the statistics I use, two statistics I use, 80% of Americans have more than $90,000 in debt and aren't saving 10% for retirement. And what I'm passionate about, 42% of uh, working Amer uh, women in the United States have no access to a 401k. You know, their, their, their job doesn't offer it or, you know, they can't do anything. So everyone says, well, I'll put money away in your 401k, but if you don't have access, you can't even do it. So, you know, right. the, with the circle of wealth, it's what I've used. Um, I literally, when my mom got sick, I started real, investing in real estate. I graduate with, uh, I went to, I went to undergraduate school. I went to the Peace Corps. I traveled for nine months. When I came back, my student loans were higher than when I actually graduated. Wow. I went to graduate school. <clears throat> I had a house. I had a car. I had over $184,000 in credit card debt, student loan debt, everything else. And with how I use this, you know, the circle of wealth, um, three businesses I, I, I'm part of that you can either be a consumer or you can um, do affiliate marketing. The real estate group I'm in, if you want to go down the real estate track, the fifth step is the trust where I'm saving all this money and now I'm debt free. Instead, of, you know, I don't want to say this for being uh, proing or anything, but I've set up my retirement for myself that even if Social Security goes away, I don't have to worry. Yeah. Um, it's it's a little bit scary how much the U.S. government owes China and other uh, countries mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah, that is definitely a little scary. Um, 
Yeah, and we're constantly on the brink of uh, default as well. So yes, yes, very much mm -hmm. so. So okay, well that's all really really fascinating. So <laughs> tell me, um, kind of to pivot a little bit, tell me a little, um, tell me who who uh, inspires you. My mom. Uh, yeah. If, if uh, she, true story. My grandfather died of pleurisy December nineteen thirty nine. The people thought it was um, TB because TB was still big in Ireland. Wow. His two sisters in December 1939 kicked my grandmother, my mom, and her her sisters out of the business and said, you no longer have this. Wow. She grew up extremely poor. I, um, I'm not trying to make fun of her, but uh, she was food insecure, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So um, she went to London at age 16, never saw electricity until she got to London. Uh, she was working her way wow. around the world and ended up in Bethel, Alaska, trying to get to Australia. She wanted to work with the Outback doctors. Um, she met my dad and sent a letter home to Ireland. My my uh, aunt, my, my auntie Ethna had to take two buses to um, uh, St. Mary's College in Belfast. Yeah. They didn't know where Bethel, Alaska was. You know, nobody knows where that is. <laughs> right. And the next letter that came home said, I'm getting married. And they're like, who is this? And they were married for 57 years, but she, um, wow. I, I don't know if you know the PBS store uh, uh, show, The Call of the Midwife. Oh, right. That, that was my mom 10 years later, like when they had the 1996 uh, Olympics in East End London. She's like, oh, this is where she was a midwife who delivered babies at, 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 after a woman had a, 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 if their pregnancy went well at the hospital, the babies were delivered at home. And so she was all excited, like, I'm going to show you East End London. And they had torn everything down. And she's like, oh, uh -huh. it's all different. I'm like, Bob, it's been 40 years. You know, give yeah. up. You know, so. <laughs> but she was an amazing person. And she was very, she believed in you, but she would be like, tell me the truth. You know, I I I'll support you, but give me the bad part of it too. And I right. mean, it sounds funny. I still, I still talk to her all the time, but she was a wonderful human being. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. Yeah. So uh, my, my mom is a strong woman as well. And, and same thing, you know, really kind of built herself up. And uh, so I love that. I love women who overcome, you know, circumstances in their life to be incredible women, despite the odds against them. So well, that's what, wonderful. One of the things I, it's interesting, my younger brother does it too. When, when my mom, God, you're what, two, and they're teaching you um, bathroom etiquette, you know, when yeah. you get up in the morning. And she said, every time you wash your hands in the morning, just say in the mirror, I love you, Sally. And I, I didn't think that was that big. But when I tell people, like, that's amazing. I'm like, did she learn it from Tony Robbins? Did she learn it from Tony <laughs> you hear you hear all these big wigs talk about it. And I'm like, where did she learn that? And my little, yeah. and my, like, he's not little, he's six foot four. My younger brother says he does it all the time and my older girl's like i don't remember that and the three of us are like mom taught us you know yeah. and, 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 you know, she, she knew affirmations before affirmations were a big exactly thing. you know, yeah. i don't know where she learned it but i mm -hmm. i can remember living in phoenix and because there was a stool to stand up the reach a sink and we had to say it out loud and my sister-in-law goes i'm gonna start doing that i'm like why not so mm -hmm. you know. no it's so important i do affirmations every single day every single day when i'm getting ready and i'm brushing my teeth i do my affirmations every day exactly makes a big difference it's a better start to your day to be honest it just it puts you in a better mood a higher vibration and it just mm -hmm. makes things work better for you Absolutely does. So what challenges have you overcome in your journey? Because I know you've had to have so many challenges. We talked about all this incredible, wonderful success, but 
we don't get we don't get to success without some obstacles and some hurdles. I I, I don't like to talk about it, but I just had my one year anniversary. Um, in my real estate group, I I did a mass. I was doing a mastermind for eighteen weeks. Mm. Um, I had a 50-50 agreement with my mentor uh, in my real estate group. He's my five-star, and he was my business partner. January 12th, 2021, I got paid not enough, and I just sent a simple text going, what happened to our 50-50 agreement? Mm -hmm. You know, just a text. January 13th, we get on the Zoom, and I have never been spoken to like that before. Oh, no. I mean, he came out guns blazing, and I'm like, Zach, I'm getting off the Zoom before something is said and we can't go back. Mm -hmm. So a week later, get on the Zoom with him. And I just, you know, we're talking. He goes, well, I don't think I can trust you. I'm like, oh, I I, I didn't do this wrong. And he goes, we have to put this on hold for for a few weeks. And I said, I'm not a human yo-yo. This is your decision. I either continue with 18 months of doing a a mastermind or we stop. And he goes, you'll be nobody without me. Okay. I love a good and, challenge. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have a pin, I don't have a pin cushion putting pins into them. I don't wish them ill will. But since Jan- January 2022 was horrible. Mm-hmm. I, I had a mentor. I I I am gonna be honest. I think everyone should have a coach or a mentor to talk to. Agree. And, you know, my mentor Susan's like, you need to do something. And you know. I moved from Arizona to North Carolina. I gave up the real estate group. I joined another real estate group. You know, I still have friends in Arizona, but it was a really hard month. I mean, I, I love sleep. And if someone's waking me up at two o'clock in the morning, because my mind's <laughs> going, you know, I'm like, so, you know, and, and everyone's like, why did he do that? And it was really interesting. I don't know if he was challenged by being by a woman, but I had seven different people reach out to me in January, February, and March just saying, hey, this happened to me. This ha-. I'm like, you know, you go your way, I'll go my way. And I, I've done eight real estate deals since uh, February of 2022, which is wow. more than I've, in one year, more than That's I've incredible. ever done before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm talking on podcasts. I just got a business, co- I, I'm working with one of the largest business brokers. This is something I want to talk about. Capital gains when you sell your business. I don't care mm-hmm. if it's a pizzeria, if it's a car wash, do you know Schwann's Home Delivery, uh, those yellow trucks with frozen food? Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you sell your business, you're paying. You're either going to pay 15% or 20% in capital gains. That's a lot of money. I That's mean, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, I was sitting in my brother's brewery. We were playing uh, on Tuesday nights. It's, um, oh, what is it called? Music bingo. Okay. And, and it, the, the guy who was sitting next to me, he's like, oh, I'm buying one of my dad's Schwann's routes. And we were able to save him $72,000 for his retirement. He's 79, he's 79 years old. And his wife calls me and she's like, that's two years of income that you just saved us. And I'm like, wow. that's a lot of money. So, yeah. you know, so that, that that's one of the things I want to bring up. And, you know, I did, uh, uh, there's a book out there, um, Darren Hardy, I think it is, Living Your Best Year Ever. And I, I, I did it and I'm like, wow, I really did a lot in 2002 and I'm setting yeah. up 2023 really well. And your podcast, Angela, is one of the reasons I wanted to get on this because 
I want to help people who want to make their dreams come true, help them Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Yeah, this this podcast has meant a lot to me because I just wanted to bring the conversation closer about, you know, it's okay to be successful and chase your dreams and do all the things that you want to do. And, you know, women, we're, you know, we're sometimes put into a little box and told, you know, this is as far as you can go. This is as much as you can do. And, you know, that's absolutely just not true. And so- I, just, I, 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 I worked with another woman in my real estate group. Mm. Um, true story. She took her dog a different direction in, in uh, Nebraska. And she saw a sign on the door saying that uh, the, the county or the city, the grass wasn't being cut. So she did research. She calls me. Um, I want to say it was Sunday, August 30th. And, you know, and she goes, I need, I need this amount of money by September 1st to stop the auction. I was able to do the thing. Should we stop the auction? We wholesaled the house. I made uh, 14% of, uh, return on my investment. It was her first real estate deal. We were on a Zoom talking about the real estate deal. And someone puts in the chat, oh, you little ladies did a really good job. Like, I'm uh... five foot nine and she's five <laughs> foot eight. I'm not really pretty. You know, yeah. you know? mm-hmm. So, so it, you know, and you, I don't want to say it's discrimination, but women are just as powerful as men. And, you know, Kendra took her dog a different direction one day and just noticed something. I mean, good for Kendra. She knew mm-hmm. who to contact to, you know, and she wholesaled the house. You know, she did all the work. I was just the money on the deal. And, you know, we both made money on it. And, and, mm-hmm. and you know, it was an easy thing to do. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I I think women, given the proper resources and, and information, can do incredible things because I don't think anyone on the planet has more tenacity than a woman. So, you know, give us a challenge and we will happily rise to meet it. Um, but yeah, we just have to be given the right resources and information, which is where the podcast came from. It's all about bringing the information and the resources to women on a regular basis. And yes. so, you know, and there's so many incredible women, women that we can feature like yourself that are out there doing incredible things and can serve as a great role model. And, you know, they have, you. you have information that people, you know, can, it can help to inspire. It can help to motivate. It can help to, you know, give them the information and resources that they may not find in their day-to-day lives. So. Exactly. And, and you that's the whole thing. Get the right mm-hmm. information. I mean, you're doing a podcast and maybe someone's going to be um, driving somewhere. Or maybe someone's going to be doing dishes and something just clicks it for them. Yep. You know, I, do, do, I hate to use statistics uh, like this, but if someone made an extra $250 a month, they could stop bankruptcy. That's oh, yeah. such a small thing. I mean, you know, go work part-time someplace and get a part-time job just to get out, get, get out of a rut and, I, I don't know about for you, Angela, but I have a lot of friends who lost hope during COVID. Oh, and yeah. I, I I want, if I can just light a candle or light a little bit of hope in someone to help them get out of where they are. Yeah. Um, I was just on a meeting yesterday and the statistic they used for how, how much suicide has gone up in the last two years. That's so sad. I mean, it, it's yeah. pathetic. Yeah, well, and I was talking to a woman last night at uh, an event, and she's she's a counselor, and, and uh, yeah, she was saying that they had twenty people on a wait list to talk to a counselor um, about wow. suicide. It's it's scary, um, but yes, if we can save people, 
And, you know, one of the biggest factors is, is financial ruin. You know, that's, that's where this, a lot of this, they feel like their life is over. They can't support their families. They failed financially. And, and I can tell you as an entrepreneur, I don't know a single entrepreneur has not failed at something, you know? And so, you know, we crash and burn all the time. You know, you, you, you get it all, you lose it all. And, and not that that's a cycle you want to continue, but the best thing you can do is learn from it and, and then do better next time. Exactly. And, you know, I, I wouldn't call it failure. You're learning from things that happen so you can yeah. be more improved. And, you know, I can tell you, I, I've i been involved in 22 different real estate deals and three of them went negative. And, yeah. you know, I'll be honest, I, I'll, I'll show people numbers because the three that went negative, I know exactly what I did wrong. And right. I've learned from mm-hmm. those mistakes. And, you know, yeah. 19 of them, I've made some great money. I, I, you know, so I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's important, you know, like I, you know, not every one of my businesses, I've owned several businesses, not all of them have been home run, but, but I'll tell you what, the ones that were not, um, there's so much lesson that was learned from them that it enabled the future businesses to be successful. And without those failures, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. So I, I think there's just so much that you can learn from failure and from, um, you know, from having those obstacles in your way. Uh, but you know, Again, just like the gentleman that you were talking about, um, you know, you learn and and you do better. And, you know, I find that to be a challenge, uh, fuel to my fire. So when somebody tells me I can't do something, it's like, watch me. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> when the video, when, when we were having the Zoom, it was a snow day and mm. um, I, I moved to North Carolina. I, I'm living with my brother and sister. I'll just let you know, mm-hmm. beautiful house. But, you know, the, and my nephew was listening to it. He goes, does Zach know what he just did? I'm like, what are you, what are you saying? Aiden? He's like, he's got to watch out. You're going to die. And I'm like, thank you for having trust in me. So yeah. you know, like, if, if my nephew has trust in me, my, I think that's important. My family loves me. I love them. They, mm. they would, you need to have people in your corner. And Aiden's yes. just like, oh, he started the bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's awesome. So, you know, that kind of leads me down into my next question. So as women, we often give our power away, whether we're giving credit to someone else or we're allowing someone to take something from us, whether it be confidence or, you know, they they criticize us and we take it and we don't, we don't um, defend ourselves. So tell me about a time that you gave your power away, because it sounds like in that situation, you did a great job of stepping into your power. You said, Hey, you know what? This is this is where I'm not comfortable, and you know I'm not going to tolerate it. And that's amazing. That's what we should be doing, right? But tell me about the time that you gave your power away. Um, I don't know if you know that I I have amblyopia, which is kind of called a lazy eye. I'm, I'm legally blind in my left eye. Mm. When I was a kid, I had to wear a patch in my right eye up until I was six. Um, this is true story. Um, that we were in Pittsburgh, we're standing in line, and a kid was making fun of me because I was wearing a patch. And my older brother, he's two years older than I am. And God help me, I was taller than him at six. <laughs> She's playing pirate. And you don't have any, you, you don't have any uh, sense of uh, adventure. And I'm like, thank you. I mean, because yeah. I, I, you know, because you know, this kid's making fun of you. And and, and I'm like wilting. I, I can literally feel myself wilting standing in line. Yeah. Um, I forget who the character was. And, you know, my, my older brother just came to my defense. And when we got, when, we got done what we were doing and we get back to the car. I told my mom this, my mom's like, of course your brother's going to take care of you. And, and it just, I, I was the tallest kid in my class all mm. the way up until seventh grade. Um, I, you know, I'm five, I'm five foot nine, which is not that tall, but you know, when, when you're five foot seven in sixth grade, you're tall. Yeah. And I, I, in, you know, 
but I got called Ronald McDonald because I have huge feet and mm. I'm just like, I won't fall over in a windstorm. So there, That's you know, right. <laughs> everyone has something. I mean, bullying and things like this, but you've got to have a thick skin and yeah. just say, I don't care. You know, I let, let, let go forward, you know, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. don't regret anything. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, and, you know, getting picked on is no fun, but it, it does build some, it builds a different type of confidence in you. It builds the type of confidence that says these words are not going to tear me down. Right. Exactly. And yeah. So, abs- you know, I, I totally agree. And being a woman in a male dominated field, you know, I get comments all the time and, you know, most of the time I just brush it off. I'm like, okay. That's cute that you think that, but um, tomorrow I'm going to come and eat your lunch and you're going to have anything to do about it. <laughs> it's well, tough, you know, cause they're, they're, they, they degrade you thinking they're hurting you, but really it's just adding fuel to a fire. And it just, you know, it's when, once you learn to turn that, that criticism and that the negativity into fire for what you really want to do, then the success and the victory is all that much more sweet. Exactly. And, and you know, one of the things, you know, um, again, going through uh, having a coach and everything, I forget how many thoughts we have in a, in a day, but let's say 6,500. And one of the things I really work on every time I have a negative thought, I have to put two positive thoughts to it. Just yep. again, bring up, bring up your, uh, your, your, um, your, how your energy is running because mm-hmm. when your energy is down, you're down, unfortunately. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I agree with that. In fact, when I start having crazy dreams or when I have, you know, negative thoughts or I have a really bad conversation, I'll immediately start doing affirmations in my head, you know, kind of turn yes. that whole situation around because I don't want to, because if you, if you let the negativity get to you, it can just, you know, it can kind of pile on over and over and over and over. And then it can just so easy change your energy. So pile yeah. it on. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give to your 18-year-old self? At 18, I had a major decision to make. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I was up, I was in a very small school up in uh, uh, New Hampshire, and there was this whole thing. The high school had six suicides in under six months. Wow. And I, I, you were talking about negative depression and everything. I, I, I was just like, I, I need to make a change. And I'm like, you... That's that's where I got the power. I think where I had to make the decision. It wasn't it, I was in the college, but the town was dealing was rolling with this. And uh, I'll be honest, it was back in 1985, and things weren't good. And you know, I made a major change. I went back to University of Maryland, and but the thing about what I would tell my 18 year old self: trust yourself. I mean, I made the right decision. I made another. You made another decision when I was graduating from Maryland. I had a group of friends and I had a job offer in St. Louis and they're all like, Oh, don't go to St. Louis. You're going to, I'm like, I let that, I, it was something I regretted. And then when I got offered to, I had the weirdest phone call about the Peace Corps. They're, they're like, uh, who's on first, that whole thing about yeah. going. So I found out April, of, April of 1991, I was leaving June of 1991 to go to Poland. And I'm like, wow. really? that's really cool. Material. You know, like, so, um, and I mean, I never looked back from, from that. I've traveled the world. I've, you know, I, um, I got stuck in, uh, I, I was in Hong Kong and I took a, uh, uh, into Macau. Didn't have a room. I slept, I slept in the, you know, I, I've done some amazing things cause I've never looked back and regretted anything. So Good yes, do, just do it. 
Good for you. And I have to say, I am also Maryland alumni, so go Terps. Oh, really? Did you live on, on campus or did you? <laughs> I did not. I did not. I lived off campus. I, I transferred in, in from Pitt. Um, I trans No, I've transferred in from Pitt because I wanted to, Maryland at the time had one of the best um, criminal psychology programs, and that's what yes. I was studying. And so I I transferred in, but I wanted to get, I was determined to be on the dean's list. So I lived off campus in Bowie, Maryland for uh, the, the years, that, the two years that I went to Maryland and I graduated on the dean's list. So and I, then I, nobody I, ever asked I, me for my grade, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was a resident assistant, you know, uh, the three of us, um, my, we're all two years apart, but my younger brother's three years behind us in school. So I was a mm -hmm. resident assistant at Elkton Hall. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a female dorm. And some of the stuff you run into, and uh, you know, the yeah, no. <laughs> seventeen and eighteen year olds who come, who come to the school because I, I, for me, it was great that I went to a very small school my freshman mm -hmm. year yeah. because it taught me what I needed to do. But um, true story, we were we went back to school, you know, week early to train us, and they were talking about racial conflict. I'm like, oh, there's no such thing. My floor just blew up in the biggest racial thing I, I ever oh, did. No. And my, my best, my uh, best friend who married my, uh, my college roommate who married my best friend from high school, she's Asian American. And someone came into the room and said, I'll never be friends with anyone who's not white. And Nancy comes off the, the stairwell and goes, Hey, you ready for lunch? I'm like, go, I have to deal with this. And uh -huh. I'm like, who are you? Who taught you this? You know, it, and I, it was eye-opening because I had never been part of it. And going back to my mom, she was always, everyone's created equal. You don't oh, know yeah. what, what they think about. And I never, I mean, you see, you see it now more blatant, I think, but mm -hmm. my, uh, you're 20 years old and you're like, I've never run into this before. And it was shocking. Um, yeah. unfortunately, but yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm fortunate in that, you know, when I, when I grew up, I grew up in a town where it was a very, you know, um, pretty much every ethnicity was represented. I was downtown in a city. And so, you know, I didn't grow up with, with the, the biases that a lot of people have, if they have that more sheltered, uh, I guess youth. And so, yeah, I, I, fortunate but when I went to college I went to I went from big school to big school I went from Pitt <laughs> to Maryland so well, uh, are you from Pennsylvania yeah because mm -hmm. my, my dad is a graduate of uh, Pitt undergrad and graduate oh, school nice. and um I, I I know we're on a podcast so I don't want to tell too many stories but going back to when I was five years old I had a lemonade stand and uh, um if you know where Three River Stadium was yeah, yeah. it was a big park and we lived in the townhouses mm -hmm. there and they wouldn't let me sell the lemonade in the townhouses because then Girl Scout cookies and everything. And I don't know how Mr. Rooney, the owner of uh, the Steelers, found out about it. Um, my next door neighbor was a Steeler. Oh, my God. He was huge. He's six foot eight. <laughs> he was huge. But my, my, someone came, Mr. Rooney came to the door, knocked on the door, and he said, I heard your daughter can't sell lemonade. Would she sell lemonade to my, my players? So what? my grandfather, who lived in Pittsburgh, he drives over the card table, we, everything else that we, it was, um, I guess it was spring practice because um, Hurricane Agnes came up the river and it ruined my uh, lemonade stand. Oh, I made $168 in what? one day selling to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And wow. I, this I mean, I'm five years old <laughs> with pigtails and a patch. And, you know, and, my, and my older brother's there and he's like, that's, that's Terry Bradshaw. That's, I'm like, stop pointing at you. Know, it, yeah. it, it was, but 
my mom had this little book that, you know, it was $10 for the lemonade stand. It was so much for the five pounds of sugar. You know, I had to pay this off. I bribed my brother to help me, $5 to help me. I made enough money. And I think that's where this whole becoming my own business person, yeah. everything else. Mm -hmm. And you know, when lemonade stand was destroyed, it was out, out in the shed in the backyard and everything got flooded. My mom's like, you made enough money. I'm like, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> this is just the start. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Good for you. All right. So this has been super fun. But last oh, question, what do you wish more people knew? I wish people had faith in themselves. Yeah. If you believe in yourself, you could go so much further. And too many people let other people bring them down and just, just believe in yourself. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Don't let anyone else tell you what you're capable of. Only you know that. So exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sally Gimmon, for joining oh, us you. today. It has been such a pleasure and I have learned a ton and I know that other people will be benefiting from this as well. So thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you, Angela. Have a great uh, 2023. Absolutely. So thank you guys for joining us. If you want to learn more about Sally, um, you can go to our website at prettypowerfulpodcast.com and you will find all of her information there. Thank you so much for joining us today. Have an amazing day. Thank you for joining our guests on the Pretty Powerful Podcast. And we hope you've gained new insight and learned from exceptional women. Remember to subscribe or check out this and all episodes on prettypowerfulpodcast.com. Visit us next time, and until then, step into your own power.